I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. It's amid controversy over a new appointment. Also ahead, more details about what Metro's fare evasion crackdown will look like. I'm John Aaron. A doggone good story with a doggone better ending. I'm Del Walters. Maryland comes back to beat Northwestern in college football. The Cavs come back to beat L.A. in the NHL. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Several states are reporting a surge of early ballots being cast for this November's midterm elections, even as some call into question the entire election process. Win, lose, or draw, will Americans accept the outcome? Major shout-out to the election board workers across our country because it's a hard job, it's a thankless job. According to the FBI, seven states have seen unusual threat levels against election workers. Christina Ruffini, CBS News, the White House. Russian airstrikes have cut off power to almost 1.4 million households in Ukraine now. More from CBS's Christian Benavides with comments from Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Power is out for millions of Ukrainians after recent Russian missile and drone attacks targeting electric utilities. The damage they're inflicting will make it harder for Ukrainians to heat their homes, find safe water to drink, access the electricity that they need to run everything from stores to hospitals to public transportation. President Putin thinks that these attacks will somehow break the will of Ukrainian people. Instead, he is only deepening their resolve to defend their country. Celebrating the holidays is going to be more expensive this year than last. For the last two years, New Yorker Kelly Ryder and her family did a scaled-back Halloween because of the pandemic. But not this year. Really going big. We're doing a lot of different neighborhood festivals. The kids are all going to get dressed up. We're doing trick-or-treating the whole nine yards. There's just one problem. Due to inflation, prices are higher this year, from costumes to decorations. Even candy is up about 13%. Everything is more expensive. But still worth doing? Yeah, of course, of course. Michael George, CBS News, New York. Illegal border crossings are peaking. Authorities say a surge of migration from Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua last month brought the number of illegal crossings to the highest level ever recorded in a fiscal year. Customs and Border Protection says migrants were stopped at the southern border more than 227,000 times in September. But for the entire fiscal year that ended September 30th, migrants were stopped nearly 2.4 million times. That's up 37% from the previous fiscal year. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. Hurricane Roslyn is now a Category 4 storm and is on a collision course with Mexico's Pacific coast. Forecasters say it will likely hit north of the resort of Puerto Vallarta. The U.S. National Hurricane Center says the storm's maximum sustained winds reached as high as 130 miles an hour early Saturday night, and forecasters are now saying that the storm should be making landfall at this hour in Nayarit State. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. 203 Sunday morning, October 23rd, 2022. It's 52 in the nation's capital. Down to the 40s under a few clouds overnight.
Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. The top local stories we're following at this hour. A local school board leader used a slur against people with intellectual disabilities during a recent board meeting. Now she's asking for forgiveness. During Thursday's Fairfax County School Board meeting, the mic picked up at-large board member Karen Keyes-Gamar using the slur. A group representing loved ones and teachers of special needs kids in the county then condemned the incident, and the school sent out a letter apologizing to the school community for the hurt it caused. Keyes-Gamar apologized the next day, said it happened because she was frustrated that a parent wasn't being allowed to make her point, says it's something she deeply regrets and runs counter to her beliefs. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. A member of the Prince George's County Council is quitting after his appointment to a county watchdog role stirred controversy. Council member Todd Turner said he was stepping down, saying in a statement he's making the move in the best interests of the county. Other members of the council expressed concern over Turner's appointment as executive director of the county's Office of Ethics and Accountability. They also wondered whether he was too closely aligned with County Executive Angela Alsobrooks. One member speculated that Turner's appointment as the county's chief watchdog would damage the office's credibility. It's 2.04. It's a common sight for Metro riders, people hopping over the turnstiles to avoid paying. And while Metro is now putting an increased focus on the issue, the agency's leader has said now that a harsh crackdown is not around the corner. We really want to lean into warnings. Metro GM Randy Clark. We're trying to reduce tension. We don't want to create um, a lot of confrontation. But at the same time, we need people to follow, follow the rules. So we're really trying to balance that out. Metro says a system-wide warning campaign began earlier this month and that flyers will be given to fare evaders warning them of fines. Stepped-up enforcement is set to begin next month. John Aaron, WTOP News. The story of a missing dog in Fairfax County has a lot of folks talking, not because of how it began, but rather because of how it ended. Here's WTOP's Del Walters. It's a doggone good story with a dog back home good ending. Involves a dog named Dante. Dante went missing back in August. The family searched everywhere but couldn't find him, so... After exhausting every lead, they went to the Fairfax County Animal Shelter to finally adopt a new pet. Problem is, they couldn't make a connection with any other dogs at the shelter until they looked at some photos of dogs that were also available. One in particular struck a note. It looked a lot like Dante. That's because it was. Tail wagging, jumping, whining, Dante was a winner. Bottom line, dog no longer gone, but instead, dog now back home. Del Walters, WTOP News. The 36th annual Walk to End HIV tallied more than a half a million dollars in charitable donations this weekend. The 5K walk was held at the Max Robinson Center on Martin Luther King Avenue in Southeast. It continues the Whitman Walker Foundation's mission to end HIV in the district. Dollars were raised through donations and sponsor support. Executive Director Abby Fenton says a new building on the St. Elizabeth campus offers more than just HIV concerns. It's primary care, dental, behavioral health and mental health care, peer support, public benefits, legal services, we're wraparound care. Meteorologist Chuck Bell with our news partner NBC4 was a co-host for the event. Ralph Fox, WTOP News. I had after traffic and weather remembering an Arlington realtor and civil rights leader murdered in the Caribbean. It's 2.07. As you go about your daily life, look 
closer. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth, 50 years strong. Every youth who walks into Covenant House gets clean clothes, hot meals, medical care, and a safe place to sleep. So look closer at Covenant House and help us fight youth homelessness. To help or get help, go to covenanthouse.org. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. It's 208. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th, and Carlos Ramirez is in the WTOP Traffic Center. Indeed I am. Thank you so much, Ian. We'll start off in the district, the Southeast-Southwest Freeway. That's 395 inbound coming from Virginia, headed towards the 3rd Street Tunnel. That's uh, going to be your exit to Capitol. As of now, it looks like that's where the accident scene is. Not inside the ramp to the tunnel, but as you continue past that point, you're going to see delays from just before the tunnel itself, and it looks pretty crowded right now. If you're trying to uh, get into the city, you may want to opt for the 3rd Street Tunnel itself, depending on where you're headed. Otherwise, if South Capitol Street is your destination, it's going to take you a few minutes to get there. Uh, as of now, based off the delays, you should only have a single lane getting by right now. If you're headed southbound on DC 295, the earlier crash near the Suitland Parkway cleared. Northbound on the BW Parkway, the accident scene that we had coming off of New York Avenue also cleared. Outer loop of the Beltway, the crash is after Route 50. As of now, two right lanes are currently blocked. Previously, it was three. Looks like they opened up the two left lanes. You should have enough room headed past that where there aren't any delays. But with that, it's kind of a double-edged sword. If you, uh, Since there aren't any delays, you will come up at the accident scene pretty much at speed so once you get past route 50 on the outer loop of the beltway move over to the far left hand side as quickly as you can as you approach 450. BW Parkway I-95 both running up to speed no crashes no incidents 270 looks great down in Virginia now no delays right now on long 66 but the work zones are definitely still out there you've only got a single lane getting by between the Capitol Beltway all the way over towards the Fairfax County Parkway basically headed through Fairfax a single lane is all you will have first you will have the center lane then you'll have two lanes past Nutley Street, then back down with center lane, headed past 123, and that center lane gets moved over to the left-hand side as you head past Route 50. Little zigzag through the area. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car. Next to a new car, Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Carlos Ramirez, WTLB Traffic. The forecast from Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. A chance for showers this afternoon, but not before a lot of clouds move in, so anticipate a cloudy start to your Sunday. Highs in the mid to upper 60s today. Showers are likely along and east of I-95. We could see some showers pop just to the west of I-95. Rain not looking super heavy, but impactful nonetheless. For your Monday, sunny skies, highs in the low 70s. Tuesday, partly sunny, low 70s. Wednesday, more cloud coverage with high temperatures in the mid-70s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. It is 42 at Fort Belvoir. It's 51 in Silver Spring, 51 at Foggy Bottom. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 2-11. An Arlington realtor and civil rights leader was remembered Saturday, weeks after he was shot and killed while vacationing overseas. So then I kneel down to pray. 
relatives, friends, and colleagues remember Kent Carter at his funeral at Mount Olive Baptist Church in Arlington as more than the family man and friend that he was. He was a mentor. He was a leader. He touched lives in ways that no one in this room even knows the extent. Carter, who was first vice president of the NAACP Arlington branch and also a real estate agent, was on vacation in Turks and Caicos. People began shooting into the vehicle in which he was riding and what police said was related to gang activity. Sandy Kozell, WTOP News. It's been 50 years since Congress passed the Federal Clean Water Act, and to mark the category, the, mark the anniversary, a coalition of Maryland environmentalists is calling out officials for not keeping Chesapeake Bay healthy. Saying the root cause of the problem remains the same. Can't talk about water quality without talking about agriculture. Eric Schaefer with the Environmental Integrity Project and the author of the report looking at 50 years of the Clean Water Act says toothless remedies are also failing the Bay. Law without enforcement is just good advice. Once we start enforcing the law, we're going to see a huge difference. Betsy Nicholas with Waterkeepers Chesapeake says the federal EPA and Maryland Department of the Environment are just too soft on polluters. The systems that and the communities that depend on it are all at grave risk. John Dome in WTOP News. Republican leaders in Virginia renewed their vow to fight COVID vaccine mandates for kids. Causing a stir on Twitter, Governor Glenn Youngkin posted that Virginia would not adhere to CDC mandates related to children getting the COVID-19 vaccine. That created some confusion, though, as the CDC doesn't have the authority to mandate vaccines for states. Youngkin seemed to be referring to a CDC advisory committee, which urged the CDC to add COVID shots to the list of vaccinations that are recommended for kids and adults. Now, COVID shots could be required for children in school if Virginia lawmakers voted for that. But the state's Republican House Speaker Todd Gilbert released a statement saying that that, quote, will not happen while I am Speaker. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky has tested positive for COVID. The release from the agency says Walensky is up to date on her vaccines, but she is still suffering from mild symptoms. The CDC says the director will follow the agency's general guidelines, isolate at home, taking her meetings virtually. Senior staff who were with or in close contact with Walensky have been informed and they will monitor their health as a precaution. Just ahead on WTOP, the Caps win, Maryland wins, and we are one step closer to the World Series in the baseball playoffs. Frank Hanrahan with more next. It's 214. Olivia from Washington. <clears throat> Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel from California, choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 215, the update from Frank Hammerhand. 
Capitals dug themselves a two-zip hole, but they roared back in the uh, third period, scoring four goals. Caps beat the L.A. Kings 4-3 to three at Capital One Arena. It was Nick Dowd, John Carlson, Marcus Johansson getting in on the mix. Lars Eller also with the goal as the Capitals improved to 3-3 three and three on this very young season. Maryland becomes bowl eligible. 6-2 and two record after beating Northwestern 31-24 in College Park. Roman Enby, three touchdown runs for the Terps. Navy, though, loses to Houston 38-20. Howard homecoming, beating Delaware State 35-17. Commanders plays quarterback Carson Wentz, injured reserve. He sidelined at least four games. Wentz broke his finger in the win in Chicago. So now it's Taylor Heineke at quarterback Sunday, 1 o'clock, when the Commanders take on the Green Bay Packers. Both teams offensively. Big-time woes, only averaging 17 points a game for both teams. A lot of home runs again for the Phillies as they come back and beat San Diego 10-6. to And now the Phillies up 3-1, to just one win away from going to the World Series. Same for the Houston Astros after beating the Yankees 5-zip. They're also now up 3-zip in the ALCS. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOB Sports. The top stories we're following for you this morning on WTOP. While President Biden hasn't formally said he's going to. He is going to run for re-election as long as his health permits him to do so. Professor Larry Sabato of UVA's Center for Politics with that assessment Saturday. The president told MSNBC Friday he considers himself a candidate for re-election but did not formally announce. Authorities say the number of... Illegal border crossings into the U.S. hit its highest level for a fiscal year. Customs and Border Protection officials say over 2.3 million migrant stops were recorded in fiscal 22, up 37 percent from the year before, many coming from Venezuela, Cuba and Nicaragua. Russian-installed leaders are telling residents in the southern Ukrainian city of Kherson to leave immediately. They are expecting an advance by Ukrainian forces waging a counteroffensive to retake Russian-occupied areas. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. 217, a week to go until Halloween, and our holiday budgets are already getting a huge scare. For the last two years, New Yorker Kelly Ryder and her family did a scaled-back Halloween because of the pandemic, but not this year. Really going big. We're doing a lot of different neighborhood festivals. The kids are all going to get dressed up. We're doing trick-or-treating, the whole nine yards. There's just one problem. Due to inflation, prices are higher this year, from costumes to decorations. Even candy is up about 13%. Everything is more expensive. But still worth doing? Of course, of course. Michael George, CBS News, New York. Great to have you along on Sunday morning at 2.18. Traffic and weather on the 8s and Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Ian. The eastbound side of the southeast-southwest freeway, that's 395 coming from Virginia, headed towards the 3rd Street Tunnel. Looks like a crash. As you make your way past the tunnel itself, looks like you have a single lane getting by with delays growing. Not quite, but almost as far back as the Case Bridge. So you may want to uh, weigh your options there if you're trying to head into the city. Maybe the 3rd Street Tunnel is your best option. If you're headed southbound on DC 295, no issues towards the 3rd Street, or rather towards the 11th Street Bridge. Headed northbound, things are quiet past Route 50. Eastbound side of 50 past 410. Sounds like a crash. Unclear how many lanes are blocked there. 
outer loop of the Beltway. The accident scene happened on the approach towards 450. Sounds like they were able to move some of those vehicles into the right-hand side. As of now, two right lanes are blocked, and you've got two lanes along the left-hand side getting past the accident scene with minimal delays. But a listener did let us know that uh, since it's just on the other side of a hill, you almost don't see the crash until you're really close to it. So if you're headed on the outer loop of the Beltway after Route 50 towards 450, be ready to move over to the left-hand side very quickly. Down in Virginia, 66 eastbound, the work zones as always, but tonight... They're a little bit annoying. You only have a single lane getting by between the Beltway all the way over towards the Fairfax County Parkway. It's a long stretch of roadway with plenty of cones all across the roadway. So follow direction, take it nice and slow, and be cautious of others on the roadway as well. Especially if you're coming from the outer loop of the Beltway on a 66 West, you only have a single lane. So traffic has to merge into that single lane, and everyone's coming at speed because not as many delays any longer. So you got to want to be extra careful and remember to respect the zipper as always. I-95 looks great from Fred Fredericksburg all the way up towards Springfield, and so far no issues on 395 in Virginia. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, Samara, Samara Theodore with your forecast for Sunday morning. High temperatures climbing into the mid-60s, upper 60s for some this afternoon. While the day starts off dry and quiet, uh, we are cloudy out there. This afternoon, we do have a chance for some showers. Those showers will primarily set up shop along I-95 and east, with some of the heavier rain falling across the bay. By your Monday, we're mostly sunny and dry, highs in the low 70s. Tuesday, partly sunny, high temperatures in the low 70s. Wednesday, partly sunny, mid-70s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 53 by the water in Annapolis. It's 45 in Bowie, 41 in Leesburg, brought to you by New Look Home Design. Right now, save 50% on all roofing materials. Just ahead on WTLP, you think new Levi's are spendy? Vintage jeans could really set you back. It's 221. When a student lacks basic needs like food, clothing, and learning materials, attending school can be a challenge. And that can make it impossible to thrive. At Communities in Schools, we address this issue by ensuring that students have everything they need to re-engage in learning, access to technology and school supplies, and even emotional support. By bringing communities of support to students, we're achieving equitable learning conditions. And that's what Communities in Schools is all about. Learn more at communitiesinschools.org. I'm a wife and the mother of two kids. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you, as a police officer, we're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere, so the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Parents make a lot of promises to their kids. We promise to be there every step of the way, especially on those wobbly first steps. We promise to always keep them safe. I mean, nothing's more important to us than that. And now, all kids six months and older can get a COVID vaccine. So we've got another way to keep that promise. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is WTOP News. It's 222. Police need your help 
in finding a man accused of sexually assaulting a woman at a Target department store in our area. Leesburg police say a woman reported that on Wednesday evening around 7, she was at Target on Edwards Ferry Road when a man holding a clipboard came up to her and groped her. Then he ran off and got into a white Dodge Caravan and drove away. They say this likely isn't the first time he's done this and that before he assaulted this woman, he was seen walking around the store with that clipboard asking customers for donations. They've posted a picture of the suspect and describe him as someone around 30 years old, 5'7", and 140 pounds. They're asking you to get in touch if you have any info. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. See a picture of the man believed to be the suspect. Go to WTOP.com. A quick arrest in the district after a woman was assaulted in Northwest on Friday morning. A witness, Jack Rutman, tells our news partners at NBC4 that a man grabbed the victim from behind and poured a gallon of what is believed to be urine on her while she was walking in McPherson Square. I was standing on the crosswalk waiting to cross over and a, a woman on the opposite side started screaming. The man under arrest, 55-year-old James Walker Jr., he's charged with simple assault. It's 224. A metro a metro bus assault went viral after video showed a group forcefully throwing a woman off a bus. Now police have begun to make arrests. Kyla Thurston can be seen sprawled on the W4 metro bus floor near the front door. Several people can be seen shoving her with their hands and feet off the bus. The Monday afternoon assault has now resulted in two arrests. Metro Transit Police identified and arrested 27-year-old Imani Hubbard of Southeast D.C. and 35-year-old Terry Barnes of North Carolina. They are two of eight suspects in the attack on Thurston. Metro GM Randy Clark says he personally called Thurston to apologize after it was determined the driver failed to respond correctly to the attack. A notice reminding all Metro bus drivers of protocols for onboard disturbances was circulated this week. Luker, WTOP News. Two D.C. community organizations are getting a total of $750,000 in grants in an effort to decrease crime and violence in the district. It's part of the D.C. Attorney General's Office's Cure the Streets program. The two organizations are First Shift Justice Project and D.C. Just Jobs with Justice. The money is slated for an expansion of education and legal services for D.C. workers, and it will be the first full year of the workers with the workplace rights grant programs operation. It's 225. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP. Here's Erica Herskowitz. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. There's vintage jeans and then there's vintage jeans. When the gavel slammed at an auction in New Mexico earlier this month, a pair of Levi's jeans from the 1800s sold for $76,000. Going twice and we're sold for $76,000. The buyer was 23-year-old San Diego vintage clothing dealer Kyle Hoppert, who made the purchase with the help of the owner of vintage clothing company, denim doctor Zip Stevenson. In the context of pop culture, there's nothing bigger than Levi's. Stevenson on NBC Bay Area. So just what's so special about these Levi's? Well, they were found in an old mine years ago and feature suspender buttons on the waistband and a single back pocket. They're all marked up with candle wax. According to the auction listing, they're the oldest known Levi's from the gold rush era and can considered, quote, the holy grail of vintage denim collecting. Stevenson says they're in such good shape, you can wear them to Starbucks. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Erica Herskowitz on WTOP. Coming up, after traffic and weather, President Biden appears to have eyes on a second term, but stops short of formally declaring his candidacy. It's 226. Are you blind or losing vision? Do you feel like it's controlling your life and your decisions? 
possibly limiting you? Well, I've been there. But through the National Federation of the Blind, I have learned that I don't have to allow blindness to define me. And you don't have to either. To learn more and find the support you need, simply visit blind.org. That's blind.org. The National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. I knew I this episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.